You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Hola, this is Vicky Colovo from Tech Talk Center here at MWC in Barcelona. I will be interviewing Ben Bigford. He's from Australia, CEO of Bionic and Director of Mobile Monday Australia, uh, Melbourne and Investor at Momentum Accelerator. And he does a lot of more things that he's going to tell us. I've known Ben for about two or three years now. Um, yes, he does embody uh, the perfect notion of entrepreneur, but he does so many things that it's usually very hard to re- answer what he does. So, hi Ben, thank you for being with us. So, tell us what you do. My pleasure, Vicky. Thank you for having me, firstly. Uh, here in Barcelona, I guess uh, what I do in this time and place is connect with very interesting people like yourself, with other entrepreneurs and startups, but particularly this is where roughly 90 to 100,000 uh, people in the telecommunications, mobile and related industries are all coming together to look to see what is available from lading, latest and leading edge technology as well as the contacts and the, the partnerships that are all possible, whether they're already in place or in this very fast moving space and fast evolving space, what might present new opportunities to deliver new services to telcos, who might be the next Skype or uh, voice over IP and, and the next disruption, whether it be WhatsApp, which uh, we heard from uh, the uh, founder of WhatsApp last year. And in fact, that company had been bought one week earlier uh, by Facebook, by Mark Zuckerberg. And, and we're looking forward to also hearing from Mark Zuckerberg this trip. So what do I do? I guess I, I follow my instincts. I follow that entrepreneurial spirit that I've developed over many, many years in business and in life. And uh, this seems to be the hotbed and the hot place to be right now. So that, that's a little bit about uh, what I do. Okay. So where do you make your money from back in Australia? I have predominantly made my money in consulting. I, I've always enjoyed understanding really big picture perspectives of things and then bringing that back with a a technology flavor a marketing flavor and bringing it back to where the market is so whether it be working with c-level executives the ceos chief of marketing chief of technology and even the uh, chief financial officers uh, i've got a financial background as well as marketing uh, psychology and technology and combining those different areas of interest allow me to speak the language of various people within organizations and at the same time, uh, a particular area that I've had an interest in, and certainly over the last four or five years, is um, what's referred to as big data. I prefer to refer to it as big insights. So that, for me, being the language of business and the language of the future of business, where companies and people are learning that really insights about the way their customers behave and what they really want, uh, certainly in the online world and via mobile, with that wealth of information, we're now able to learn and distill new insights about how we can better serve not only our current customer base, but those future customers that we want to attract and keep as well. Okay, so uh, although I'd like to ask what's going on in Australia, because you also are involved in Mobile Monday, Melbourne, um, I know you travel a lot between the States and Asia. I, I see you a lot. You know, the fun of technologies, I can follow you around the world. So I see you more of an entrepreneur that it's in a much bigger area. So tell me what you see um, in startups or future trends, what's hot. You did mention big data, obviously. Um, but um, where, where do you see in the, like, the next two years? I don't want to say five years because I think it's a very long distance. Where do you see, what do you see being hot in two years and which specific areas of that part of the globe that you know more of? 
Okay. Well, in, in the case of Mobile Monday, we get the chance to pick a new topic to cover every single month and it's in 150 cities in the world so there's an amazing breadth of information and, and resources and, and really interesting talented people in each and every one of the cities of the world that you can think of so to ask me what would be the the time frame and the landscape for the next two to three years that, that interests me and that I think is also going to have a big impact I actually think it's more about the combination of things that already exist so in my entrepreneurial experience, I think we've had you know, some really great spurts of new innovations like virtualization, for instance, where data centers have now been able to consolidate and bring all of that hardware into one place and now applications moving into the cloud. And I think we've heard, heard the whole cloud story, we've, we've heard a lot about that, but I think the next wave is actually how we bring some of these technology pieces together in a new and novel way. So as an example, I mentioned about big data and big insights as I like to refer to it. There's still a need to have that understanding of the way businesses currently work, to set a path and a strategy and a path to market, whether it be new products or to enhance through strategic relationships where the combination and the sum of those parts are greater than the whole. And that's a skill in itself. It's a combination of science and art in that way and then bringing together sensors and one of the things I've just been uh, at a, a festival in Australia was hosting and facilitating discussions from a whole range of areas around Internet of Things and it's a very hot topic here at Mobile World Congress as well. So when you combine the Internet of Things and sensors, that's essentially what it is, whether it be temperature, um, health, informatics that come back real time and perhaps start to now make uh, that information available to medical practitioners not only locally but internationally we can tap who might be the best to deal with any certain problem uh, I think is going to be quite interesting and I think that's really what's going to start opening up some of those industries that have resisted change like health it's going to be the fact that uh, the gap between the way we currently do it and the combination of those that big data big insights combined with tools like mobile devices and being able to integrate different parts of that ecosystem more effectively and more efficiently, uh, that's going to provide such a compelling improvement in service, in information and also in that example being able to save lives in a way that um, in the past it's probably been only surfaced through uh, lawsuits or when things have gone wrong and realised all that information was actually sitting there but unfortunately all of those different people weren't able to see it and get the perspectives they need like through a dashboard to, to be able to make better decision making and, and interestingly enough mobile is part of that whole value chain where when we know where people are and what they're interested in what their personal interests and, um, and again just taking the health example understanding the diagnostics and the particular elements that are relevant to not only monitoring someone but ensuring that they're within the normal boundaries of their their own personal um, heart rate as an example or blood pressure or temperatures um, those those out of normal experiences can be monitored and um, simple algorithms just allow you to determine when that's being breached or when that differential is different than the norm and the appropriate people, whether it's family, the, the family doctor or someone else in the process can actually be notified. So that's happening not only in health, but you take that into the corporate world as well in terms of occupational health and safety. We can actually start to invent and create around these pieces of technology coming together, not as individual areas 
of technology, but now looking at how to help support and achieve the objectives of organisations, far more better than in the past. Okay, um, we did mention before as we were talking that um, in, the, in, in older MWCs we used to see a lot of things around developers. It was sort of like broken apart. It's like, what are the developers doing? What are they creating? We were talking about a lot of applications, business to see, a B2C. One of the things, big switches we've seen is that it's all about enterprises now, about what they're doing with the data as you mentioned. Yes. And uh, you did mention before that that's one of the things that you actually do yourself. You did mention all these things that should be done, but you do exactly uh, this kind of thing. You consult companies, right? Can you tell us a bit, few things about that? Sure. Uh, firstly, I'm working with telcos predominantly. The telecommunications companies in Australia are uh, quite dominant. We've got Optus and Telstra as the two main ones. And they have adopted platforms for managing these devices as they're coming into the corporate world, whether it be company issued or the employees bringing in their own device called Bring Your Own Device or BYOD. And in that case, um, the 20 years of desktop has sort of evolved into something that's very managed and very organized to provide the software and the tools so that employees can perform their function and actually achieve what they need to achieve. But here we've got this new plethora of applications, millions and millions, tens of millions of applications. Some of them, and in fact most of them, are totally undiscovered because just of the volume that's available. So there's a need to actually reflect on and link the overall organisational goals, the divisional goals and IT for one being a part of that process, then bring it back to a mobile strategy or an end user computing strategy so that all those elements are actually working together and that we can actually help identify the appropriate applications, the appropriate technologies and again help better improve the productivity and the collaboration because that's the real opportunity in this B2B space. Um, yeah, we certainly hear in the papers a lot more about the big you know, B2C type brands, the Facebooks and the what's evolving in social media or uh, those types of areas. But really what's, what I've found very interesting, certainly in the last year and a half, two years I've been working focused on that enterprise end, it's certainly not communicated out uh, into the general market as much, but there's uh, some very, very big potential opportunities to uh, uh, create firstly billion dollar industries so for the startups out there that are listening and the programmers and developers that are listening there's huge opportunities to solve problems for corporates and it, it just it's a simple simply a matter of just really understanding how they operate how they communicate how they collaborate and finding ways to do that better and specifically really understanding the problems problems of their business and when you hear that and when it's actually communicated to uh, to go about solving that problem, not just for that one company, but understanding who else actually has that same issue. I couldn't agree more with you. It's a, it's a hidden world, but it's much larger, the B2B, the stuff that can be created and the stuff that is being done on that scene. Unfortunately, it's a problem with the media that give all that, you know, that hype with B2C and what's fancy. But um, we know, coming to Mobile World Congress, reading, learning about it, what's going on behind the scenes. And I will agree totally with you. It's amazing, amazing stuff. Um, my next question is, I want to go a little bit back to your full career as an entrepreneur. And you said something really beautiful before, um, that even from university, you did multiple different things. You never did one thing in your life. It wasn't just one job. So um, you are one of those amazing people that are not just multitasking, that, are, that can't just 
stick to one thing and they want to try everything, all the tastes. So I want you to tell me what that gave you, what gave you in your life, what, what it gave to you, how it built you up. Um, and then I want you to include was, do you consider anything of the things that you did, whether it was a failure or not, you know, or you learned from that? Uh, I, th- I think the best way probably to put that in perspective firstly I don't have any regrets so it's probably important to share that because I've explored a lot of paths and I I guess anyone who drives and anyone who has had the chance to drive a car and listen to your podcast uh, if you can imagine there's those people that like to drive the same way perhaps to work and I'm one of those people that doesn't like to drive the same work every day every day and in fact I love discovering I'm inherently a, a, a very curious person and I remember a story once that was told to me about Bill Gates. And apparently he used to have a world map in his garage and not just the right way up, he actually turned it upside down. Now, I don't know if it's 100% true, but this is what was relayed to me. And that every night when he drove home into his garage, he'd randomly pick a point on, on the map of the world and he would you know, look into more detail and he'd find out what that point was and where it was in the world and about the culture and the people and... You know, literally just expanding his mind in a different way. And, and for me, uh, probably the, the story personally that I can relate to that is when I, I used to trade stocks when I was in high school. And I had some really good ones in the mining industry that just paid off big time, big dollars there, and, you know, literally paid for a couple of holidays and a couple of others where I, I lost the same, roughly the same amount of money. So I got to learn the, uh, the ups and downs of the entrepreneurial life very early. But I did happen to... Um, sell out my stocks about a week before a big crash in 97 it was October as I remember it uh, and uh, what I did was I randomly picked a book off the shelf and the, shel- the book itself was called Lateral Thinking by Edward de Bono now knighted Sir Edward de Bono and it really summed up for me how we can actually empower ourselves in lives by programming our own as he referred to it necktop computer so by programming the languages the the thinking processes we can change the way we see the world and the way we live our life and, and I have to say that book was a starting point on that sort of journey of living a very empowered life but also um, willing to take risks willing to get lost to find new experiences and new opportunities and I'd have to say that that's you know for me um, led to a very diverse life one filled with travel and very interesting people and there's no real downside to me so every day is a new adventure it's a new chapter to be written and I I get up with that enthusiasm whether it's dealing with an entrepreneur a new investment opportunity or exploring strategies and tailoring those for a a client so so it's not all about cashing out no it's not about cashing out for me it's definitely the journey and the journey involves getting lost the journey involves being outside the comfort zone and there's a a wonderful diagram that I posted on my Facebook not too long ago and I I do repost it once in a while and it's the the circle which is uh, the comfort zone and then there's a circle outside of it and uh, in that it's this is where the magic happens and it does happen outside the comfort zone as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so wrapping it all up, is there something else that you would like to add to this interview? Something that I didn't ask you or some wisdom that you can share with uh, younger people coming behind you um, and how they can get involved or live sort of a similar life or follow the similar path that you decided to follow? 
I, having run Mobile Monday now for over eight years, and that's running events every month, um, and I've done it in my spare time. I haven't been paid to do it. It's actually just been a, a voluntary type thing. I'd say to get involved in meetups, find out uh, and explore, because it's a very uh, simple thing to do outside of work. Um, if you can find that time to go and meet and network, and very quickly you're going to learn the things that excite you and the things that don't. You're going to meet people that, that for whatever reason, spark you up and, and enliven you, and, and likewise you'll probably do the same for them. So that would be my advice to people, no matter what stage of life, uh, whether you're uh, on top of your game or you're wanting to sharpen the, sharpen the tool, so to speak, I think that's a great way to do it. And introducing that serendipitous connection of people and new ideas uh, and inspirations coming into your life can often come through meetups so uh, that, that would be my recommendation just to add a new dimension to your own life okay thank you very much ben for being with us thank you thanks vicky so this is uh, vicky colovo for tech talk central and i interviewed ben bigford from all the companies <laughs> he's joking actually right now <laughs> he's trying to you know it's, it'll take you probably five minutes to sum up Everything where he's involved or be you know, part of. Um, this is it. So we'll be back with more interviews. Bye. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.